We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Rotowire After Dark Champions League show. So we just wrapped up our Tuesday Champions League slate. Real Madrid just crushed poor Liverpool when it seemed like Liverpool were off to a hot start. Napoli did quite well, as one would expect, um, in the road game against Frankfurt. We were kind of panicking about the line movement there. Um, we saw my tweet before the show. We have to hold a eulogy. I played a 17 out of 20 Randall Colomani lineups. And, um, you know, you did your best, Colomani. Maybe, maybe next time. Uh, Luis, how was your Champions League day? I hope it was better than mine. I mean, it, it, it was it was going to be a train wreck after 20 minutes of Courtois giving goals away and David Alaba injured early. But, you know, out of my brilliance of playing Di Lorenzo because I couldn't fit anyone else, I I broke even. So, hey. Too you know, sharp. I get, to, <laughs> I get to fight another day. I get to fight tomorrow. <laughs> That's all we can hope for, Ryan. I was talking to you earlier, but how do you want to? How was your day? Maybe how were, how do you, would you evaluate your decisions? Um, I'm actually not too disappointed with my decisions. I didn't have a good day. I I jammed Alaba like Louise, so so that was tough. I didn't have Vinny or Benzema, uh, at least not in my big stuff. So that was tough, but. I don't know. You know, we saw Trap score 17 points and give up two goals. You know, we saw two horrendous errors by each goalkeeper. Um, I, you know, I, I was on the Napoli guys, uh, the four, all of the attackers. All, yeah, um, I'm not sure I would necessarily change it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we, we, we got the we, – we were talking on here yesterday – about the Liverpool Madrid game, I don't think any of us really saw it like that. Um, but I, you know, um, is that a mistake? Maybe a little bit. Um, I don't I know. Mean, no, I'm can, not. Um, I mean, I'm gonna say like I, I mean, we saw that maybe Real Madrid have an opportunity, but the game get out of control very early because of the goalkeeper mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. I think the game uh, was out of control at the time. I mean, you can predict that, and especially you know. As you say, you know, Kevin Trapp has to save a PK. I mean, Napoli played beautifully. I mean, they should have won more. And if we, if we think about our decision, the forward, I mean, both of the forwards where we picked, the Napoli forwards were great. If you went with Lausanne instead of Modric, you did well, too. Um, yeah. Mo- yeah. Um, oh, I wanted to ask, will both you guys 
Jackie especially, you know, if they ran this slate tomorrow, would you play TAA? I didn't play TAA. I played him once. I did. I no, did I know, play but I'm saying, I, I know, I know. So what I'm saying is, is that a mistake? I mean, if, if we could do it over again, would you play TAA or would you fade him? Um, to be honest, I did not get to watch the game. Oh, we fair were, enough. Yeah, I, I see you dress like that. Yeah, yeah. It was um, seminar jack this this day. So how did TAA do? What was, I mean, I think he finished with like 15. Yeah, he I was mean, okay. But, you know, he was okay, yeah. I mean, I think he was probably a good play and probably going to be a pretty decent play most times. But, yeah, I don't know. I just thought he hard. I, I asked you a question. You, you, if, if, I, if I tell you the result before the game, then Madrid is going to win 5 to would you play Modric? You probably mm. would, right? And it was a dud. Yeah, so and, he, and he, he even had an assist. He had an assist and still finished with 10 points. Yeah, so. I, Anyhow, I think, guys, hey. Yeah, it's happened. always good to sulk in the in the losses in the battle. Oh, Jack, but, yeah. I like the, um, I know you're just jumping around. I like that you played 85% or whatever. I mean, it doesn't work out all the time. Sometimes you take it on the chin and you just have to get up off the canvas but i mean yeah, yeah. i like take, taking a shot like that because if, if it hits you're gonna have a ton of chances to win yeah i thought the roster ship would be good if i'm gonna be so invested in the napoli attack i figured it makes sense to play players along with them that would potentially cause pace up it's like we saw what happened in the opposite game i was just on the wrong fixture in that sense so i would do it again especially when he was priced exactly what luka modric was i mean the outcome's terrible i'll joke about it and take it on the chin but I don't necessarily regret that decision. The decision I regret before we get into the slate, Benzema was not as high owned as I thought in tournaments. And had mm -hmm. I known what he was coming in, like it was around like between 20 and 30, depending on where you looked, like I thought that was a really good price on the highest, a uh, really good, you know, ownership percent on the best goal scoring odds on the slate. So I probably would have tried to figure out a way to play him along with my Napoli guys. Otherwise, I'm pretty happy with my approach. Maybe I should reconsider TAA, watch, you know, a 15-minute condensed version yeah, of the I game would, or something. I, I was surprised that I thought Benzema would be slightly higher owned than Vinny. And it, Vinny ended up being higher than Benzema. Way so higher. I was way higher. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Um, I saw in, I think, in the $5 double up, there was like a 19-team train. You know, the, the train was like 19 ways this time. And they had Vinny Jr. and... Nunez, Darwin Nunez. Interesting, yeah, well, huh? That's just how life works with the train. And Trap. Up, oh, and Trap. And, and Kevin Trap, obviously. Somebody's yeah. selling line outs, man. Who's selling those line outs, yeah. honestly? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You know, you just look up and you see that the train's there and it just, you know, it just adds that sprinkle of depression about your cash game play. But enough moaning about our decisions this week. It didn't happen. It's Daily Fantasy. We are moving on to the next slate. And I think it could be a pretty fun slate that we have going on here. So we have Inter, who are playing host to Porto. And if we take a quick look at the odds, Inter, they're playing at home. So they're pretty sizable favorites. I mean, not mega favorites, but they're definitely good favorites. And it's not projected to be a particularly high-scoring match. And then Manchester City are traveling. And out of four Manchester City, I saw that in the last five road games, they've only gotten one win. And they're traveling to Red Bull Leipzig. And what projects to me is a match that could potentially be quite open depending on how manchester city treats it 
Um, Louise, I wanted to ask you about these teams. Maybe we can get started with Porto. This is a side who seemed decimated by injuries. I have no idea who's necessarily taking set pieces. It depends on who's starting because I've seen Andre Franco take some corners, apparently. And we have uh, Estequillo. I pronounced his name wrong. I'm sure he might take some corners. So, Louise, what's your take on these teams? Maybe starting with Porto yeah. and going around the guard, ground. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, Inter is a, in relatively good form. I've won four of the five of the last five matches. Uh, they got Lukaku back, which is you know good news for them because Lukaku in shape is a is a force of nature, especially in Italy as he has shown. Um, for Porto, <clears throat> it seems like they are coming back to to life, but with a lot of changes. Like uh, like Andre Franco just just transferred for for Storiel. Great player. Uh, he might be taking some set pieces. I believe he's mostly Eustachio, which I think I'm saying it right. He's a Canadian Portuguese, probably from the Azor Islands, right? So um, I think it's mostly the Canadian guys don't take the set pieces. Uh, but maybe Octavio plays. He's not supposed to be, but I think he's on the on the list, right? I he think traveled, he's but he's a doubt. It's questionable, right? And uh, Wendell sometimes takes some. Um, I will say Ustaki, but Ustaki is pricey for this lay, right? So um, I'm not sure if we want to go that way. I'm with you. I think Porto is just a, a tough team to score. However, um, I feel that defense Danis has a 38-year-old Pepe, um, Ivan Macan, which is all and slow as well, uh, might, be, might be hard, right? It's not the same having Mario Grugit, you know, ex-Liverpool guy. Uh, I'm stuck you. I, I don't know. I'm I don't like Porto as a current team, but it's have the odds of a, like a low scoring matchup. I, I like Inter for the prices as well. Uh but um, you know, that's the dilemma now. I mean, are you gonna are you gonna pass on all Manchester City attack for getting Lautaro and Lukaku, which is hard, right? So um so on the other side, well everybody knows about Manchester City, right? Like they struggle, they're second and they're probably gonna be champions. I mean who knows, right? Um, Pep seems to be struggling with the system to play. Um, I think losing Cancelo, um, when I say losing Cancelo, for some reason, he wasn't happy with Cancelo came back, right? So it's a bit like, um, are we going to play three on the back? Are we going to play four, three, three as usual? I know Kevin De Bruyne didn't, didn't travel as well, so that opens opportunities for Mares, uh, um, Foden, right? I don't know who's going to be playing there. Mostly Mares, probably on set pieces. Um, you know, probably a good play, even though you know we have midfielder forward eligibility now as well. RB Leipzig is uh is in the block, right? He have a chance to win the the Bundesliga, like everybody else. It seems like there are five, six teams uh, within two points. I mean, obviously Bayern Munich on top, but Bayern Munich decimated with injuries too. Um, I I think RB Leipzig without Danny Olmo loses a lot, and um, but you know, um, the the times I have seen him play uh, for fantasy, especially Schlobo's life, he hasn't been pretty good lately. So it's uh, you know he has set pieces, he's a good uh, set pick taker. But I'm not sure if you want to play any Leipzig guys against Manchester City. Uh, those teams play last year, right in the group stage. Manchester put six goals in in Manchester, and the match I think Leipzig won the match on on Germany. Uh, but uh, but it wasn't. I mean, I don't not even sure if Manchester City really care about that match at the time. So 
Um, so saying that, you know, I feel like, you know, for forward, are you going to play Inter guys or are you going to go with Manchester City guys? So it's just going to be the dilemma, I feel. Yeah, I think it's a tough call because I looked at the Inter prices and Inter seemed price adjusted like good plays, but uh, that's not a projected high scoring match. Whereas we do want equity, maybe pay a little bit more for Manchester City. Ryan, what do you make of Manchester City lately? They've done a lot of tactical changes. Do you have any observations there? And I did bury the lead. Kevin De Bruyne is sick and did not travel with the squad, so we are not expect. So he is not going to be uh, playing tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, just in general, they don't look quite. You know, they don't look as good as they used to. The uh, they're clearly, you know, trying to figure it out. I still think they're better with De Bruyne. Um, so, yeah, that that match Luis mentioned, mentioned City put six past them in the first uh, game when it mattered, and then Leipzig won on the last match day when it didn't matter. Um, this Leipzig team, though, maybe without their best two attackers, Almo and, and Kunku. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about their chances against City. Um, you know, just in general, about Hallen 9,800. Um, you and I, Jack, after the Saturday Premier League slate, we're trying to figure out if we did something wrong, you know, going through a bunch of things. And one thing we didn't really talk about was, I mean, maybe Hallen was the reason we lost playing Hallen in cash games and um, Adam chimed in, chimed in that all the sharp players seem to win. And I, I went back and looked and pretty much none of them played Halland. Um, yeah, yeah. I think only one of them did. And uh, a construction very similar to ours opted for Phil Foden instead of Halland. Just, just move some things around. Yeah. And I, I even, I remember saying on that podcast, I mean, obviously this is different because it's a two game slate instead of a six game slate, but that I didn't think it was optimal to play Halland, but I was just going to, if he's going to be, you know, however high owned, but I don't know. Maybe it's not a good play uh, when he's if he's only going to be fifty percent owned and doesn't have a floor. Yeah, I mean that's true. If you're thinking about playing Erling Holland on a six-game slate, there's other people that can, you, we can play that potentially mm-hmm. could keep up. Maybe on a two-game slate, we'll feel a little bit more funneled into him just because of the goal-scoring odds, and there's just not that many floors to be able to keep up in case he does score. I don't know. It's always a difficult thing when a guy is 70% to score and doesn't. I mean, his median outcome is still scoring a goal, and the outcomes are so binary. It's just so frustrating. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe this is a good launching point into talking about, you know, optimal cash-type constructions. Even if you don't play cash games, it's good to know how people are going to play those when we make our tournament lineups. And we do have expensive Erling Holland staring us in the face, minus... 145 to score that's about 60 percent. so there you go even with the vig that's about a median outcome we're expecting him to score a goal Luis, when you're thinking about cash game type constructions or optimal play at the forward position are you clicking erling holland and moving on or are you maybe considering inter attackers and playing set piece takers for manchester city what's your approach to the forward position looking like yeah i i think you know what you say about Haaland is true right like a you have a, I mean, on the weekend, he's playing Nottingham Forest, right? So it's just uh, how are you not going to play Haaland against one of the weakest teams in the league, right? I mean, yeah, he didn't score, but he scores two, which is normal. You win, right? So I'm, I, and here I'm going to say I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to play Haaland just because of the price tag. And I feel, I mean, obviously, it's just a matter of feel, right? I, I don't know more than the bookies, right? That 
the bookies leave out of their odds. But I think Haaland against Guardiola and Willy Orban is a tougher matchup than than what Lukaku has against Pepe and Marcano, especially uh, Lukaku. If he's if he's playing with the form, I think he is. I mean, he's getting back in shape. I mean, I I, I have a hard time playing Haaland over Lukaku. Even I mean, if it, if you see the odds, I think the odds of Lukaku scoring is around forty percent. So if you see, you should consider pricing, right? Like, uh, yeah. So if you consider the pricing, right, like six thousand for Lukaku, and you know you can do the price per percentage out of score. I mean, you're the mathematician, Jack, not me. So you can <laughs> probably, probably figure that out, right? right? So, and uh, I think, I mean, for my, uh, my in my place, I'm, I'm Looks like we're losing Louise a little bit uh, for a moment. Oh, sorry. So, Louise, I think we've lost. Sorry, guys. Oh, no uh, worries. Maybe... Let me just... Well, Ryan, well, Luis gets that sorted out. Why don't you chime in about what you're thinking about the forward position? Do you kind of agree with, um, do you agree with Luis's thoughts about, you know, kind of just comparison on a cost-adjusted basis, Lukaku as a discount version of Haaland? Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, I wouldn't want to play Lukaku either. Um, I mean, he doesn't have a floor, not in cash games at least. I mean, he doesn't have a floor and he's, I doubt he plays 90 minutes, but also it's really because, I mean, look at Lotaro Martinez. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but he's started six games since the World Cup, and he's taken mm-hmm. 30 shots in those games. I, I, I mean, noticed he's he, been racking up shots. He's averaging five shots per game, and mm-hmm. he plays 90 and he plays 90 minutes most of the time. I mean, that's not those shot numbers. That's not like a fluke. Um, no, I don't know. So I think like. I'm okay fading Haaland. I don't know. Like, you're going to play Mares, right? 8,600 8, and taking set pieces. So, I mean, to me, I don't really like the idea of playing both of them in cash games. I mean, you can. I I, I don't know. What do you think, Jack? Um, I was just making a dummy lineup. I haven't really thought about the slate from a DFS perspective, but my first move was just to put in Haaland just because of his goal-scoring odds on a two-game slate. It feels like a... I don't know, it's like the chalk decision to do. I can evaluate it later. And then Lutaro really did stick out to me just because it seems like he has a good floor. I expect Inter should have possession, and he should be in a position where he can start racking up shots. I think he's a really good play. And this is, I don't like touting Lutaro Martinez. He somehow always frustrates me. But, you know, we're trying to be a statistically focused podcast here. And I think he, um, <laughs> I think he looks good for that role right there. And yeah, I mean, Riyad Mars is just a really good play as well. I have him in a midfield slot currently, but I'm also kind of left a little bit of a barbell construction, which I don't necessarily care for. So I'll be looking at ways to pivot off of Haaland and potentially look at other options at other positions. Especially if you can play Mars and Foden, you can survive one Erling Haaland goal in cash, even if he's popular. Yeah. Um, I yeah, mean, I will say just... that if you put Haaland on, I'm sorry, guys, I had to, my computer froze to that for some reason. Uh-huh. Um, um, uh, I would say, yeah, my problem with Hanley is like, is the line of construction gets really difficult with him, right? So, but we'll yeah, see so, what you guys do. No, yeah, um, but just in general, like, who's going to take uh, the set pieces with KDB not there? Is it Grealish or, or Gunduan? 
No, it's been Mares and Grealish and Foden, right? So it's usually Foden and, and Mares, right? Um, and then Grealish has been taking when when uh, when uh, De Bruyne doesn't play. But if uh, I think that's the pecking order, if, you, if I'm correct. So I mean, yeah, Foden hasn't been playing. I think it's been like I think it's been Grealish, Grealish splitting, right? But Foden took four corners, I think, in their most recent Premier League matchup. It looks yeah, like yeah, when Foden plays, he takes right. Right. Sorry, I guess I'm just I'm talking about I'm not expecting Foden to play. Are we expecting Foden to play? We have him in our projected start... eleven right now, but this ah, is worth okay, talking my about. Bad. So okay, my, my bad. I yeah, think it's I didn't gonna have be Bernardo him. Silva. I mean, if you if I have to guess, it's gonna be Bernardo Silva instead of Kevin De Bruyne, right? I think it's gonna be Grealish, Emaris on the on the wings, uh, Haaland up front, a uh, midfield three of, of Rodri. With Gundogan, um, Silva, um, then I don't know if it's going to be the defense of four or defense of three. I think it's going to be Walker, uh, Nathan Akia, left back, and then um, Ruben Diaz um, and Laporte or or the, the other guy. The other guy Kanji, I think Laporte is out. Oh, what is the guy yeah. his name? Yeah, I forgot his name. Akanji, Manuel Akanji from Dortmund. Uh, that was Dortmund, not late, not Leipzig. Look at me. I'm getting old, man. Should yeah, that's the lineup anymore. I was. That's the lineup that I was thinking. I mean, obviously, you know, Pep's been doing different stuff lately in yeah. different formations. I was thinking that four-three-three with Rodri, Gundogan, Silva, and then Grealish, Mares, Haaland. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Foden starts. It's a different story. But obviously, if uh, I guess I was saying, if Foden doesn't start, do you want Grealish with set pieces? Oh, I guess I maybe mean... we shouldn't jump to midfield. But I mean. You know, it's gonna. I, He's I been okay. T- He's been okay. He seems to be a good chemistry, but with Lahalan. But I'm not sure. I don't like uh, Grealish, but also the, his price will be higher than usual. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, he seems he would seem pretty good to me, to be honest. It's it's weird. I've, I mean, I've come around. Like, he seems to play ninety more often than any of the other guys. Yeah, uh, he. I don't know. He's been good lately. Had it, had it. He has a high floor, especially when he takes corners. Yeah, yeah he's been in favor with uh, with the team and Pep Guardiola lately. So I'm inclined to agree. I mean, if you're not playing Erling Holland, I feel like you're doing that so you can play another Manchester City attacking piece. You don't necessarily don't want to fade at Manchester City goals in that setting. And in that case, Jack Grealish does make sense, especially even if we expect him to take a few corners. If it projects to be an open game as well, he scores plenty from open play. I, I think it's fine if you told me that it was like a three-way split of corners. Jack yeah. Grealish would still be an intriguing play in that case. So that's a good point, Ryan. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I know I jumped around a little bit, but if that was the lineup, like I found it hard. I find it hard not to play Mares, Lataro, Grealish, Chalanoglu as just like my top four pieces. I mean, yeah. the set pieces for Man City, Lataro, and I, I don't know. Like, it, but then there's obviously the question of Haaland. Of course, he's a fine play, but I don't know. That's just what I was thinking. But yeah. the thing is, I, this is one thing I noticed when building Haaland lineups. I found it very difficult to get up to Mars and Chalanoglu, and you were sacrificing. And so, you know, when you play Haaland and then in your utility spot, you have to play, you know, Brozovic or you have to play Nico Berea, you don't really feel as good. So uh, 
the balance construction does especially have merits. I mean, again, Holland is minus 145 to score. It's not the most likely outcome that he does get a break. Yeah, there is a there is a way to get to Holland, but it's tough. It's just a, it's just a, I mean, sometimes I feel you sacrifice a lot. You will have to play uh, Porto fullbacks on this, on 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 the you know on defense and on on utility. I think so. Yeah, maybe you can play Andre Franco for 3,700. I was about to ask. I like him. He's a good player, man. Maybe he's a he's a he's a wild card. I I'm I'm with you there. I'm 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 intrigued by him. He was amazing on Estoril. Um, you know, he's jumping right in the in the Porto lineup. This is is very good. So, yeah, some of these cheap Porto forwards available. So I did spot some of them are not in the cheat sheet, but where do I have them right here? Yeah, Andre Franco is thirty seven hundred. Tony Martinez, I think, is playing well. He's forty one hundred, and he's also forward eligible. Evan Nielsen's a doubt, but he's 5K. I mean, if we have to, if you play Holland, you can maybe consider punting off with one of these guys in your utility spot, and they should have some goal equity. And yeah. I don't know, are Inter the type of team that are just going to, you know, get 65% possession against Porto? Or do you think Porto could end up getting some corners and some shots on goals in this fixture? Because that impacts the quality of the punt plays at forward. I think Porto. I mean, Porto is, is a tough team to beat. I mean, not not they're going to have possession, but they're definitely going to have opportunities enough to to deliver value. I mean, not like, a, I mean, Inter is not like a complete lockdown dominant possession team. So, I I think Porto and Porto is usually pretty good at creating opportunities from set pieces. They were when Oliveira was there, and they still are. So, you know, it's, um, I mean, for those prices, it's something that you can you can take a swing, right? So. Just, just if you want to play Haaland, obviously. So, yeah. Um, just in general, the question for me was, you know, if you're trying to win the big GPP, would you rather take a shot on Porto or Leipzig? Porto. I, I agree. Think. I feel I feel more inclined to take a shot on Porto just because Leipzig are they're so hurt right now, especially including some of their most attacking pieces. At the same time, I I do feel like Manchester City are vulnerable to the attack. They have not had good road form, and if this and because we're not expecting Kuku to start, Emil Forsberg, who's forty nine hundred, would be taking penalties. So there are some quality punt off options that you could play from either of these sides. I like Porto yeah. more, but I mean a Forsberg penalty twenty percent of the time, maybe that happens. I don't know. That sounds like a good shout. I, I, you know, I like Porto more in general, but just like looking at the two spots, you know, um, Leipzig have to score goals at home. I mean, they just have to, to have a prayer. Whereas like Porto, Porto would love to come out of Italy nil nil. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It, it, but but the point is a price, right? Like Porto is 4,900 and, and, you know, Tony Martinez is... 37, right? right, 40, right. So that's the thing. Like yeah. those 700 matters, right? For a I think I read, not not that it really matters. Well, I mean, they're both cheap. I, Tony Martinez might even be, uh, might have even picked up an injury over the weekend. I know, I, I think he's a doubt. doubt I saw that this 3,500 Daniel Namaso might start. Um, I heard good I, things about him. English. I don't know much about him. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't know either. Apparently he's English. Hmm. Maybe Marcus Edward too, right? <laughs> right. Well, maybe he'd be like the David Fafana play last weekend, although not on a favorite where you just throw the starting four who's <laughs> 3,500 in and uh, shake the mystery box and, and hope it works out for you. 
yeah. with a lot of these Porto guys, I think it's going to depend on formation. But um, any other takeaways about the forward position? Anything we potentially didn't cover? I am the only one that likes Lukaku. That's that's a good spot to be, I think. <laughs> Do you think he's going to be... I've seen that in his game log, he plays like 66 minutes a game. So maybe one frustrating thing about Lukaku is that if he gets subbed on for Edin Dzeko yeah. in the game. Well, he's, he's getting back in shape, right? He, he looks a little bit <laughs> overweight. I'm not going to say fat because he's a big guy, but um, <laughs> but uh, but he does take penalty kicks and he is huge. And, um, and you know, he's going to play, you know you know what Lukaku likes to do? He likes to go against the fullback on the left side so he can cross inside and shoot with his right foot. And the guy on the left is either Wendell or Sanusi. Those guys are small. So, I mean, if you can punt the ball to Lukaku, he's going he's gonna to get it 90% of the time. So, you know, I, I'm definitely the, the, the playing time is a concern. But God, I mean, for six thousand, I mean, you get a guy that has PKs, favor at home. Like Inter is a is a decent favorite. So I don't know. I mean, I might be I might be living in the past. Like I guess because he's really old and he's definitely out of shape. But so know. if you spend no, your two I, forward I, spots on Mares and Lutaro, would you just for your no, flair I would do, piece? I would do. I would do. I mean, I would do Lukaku and, and Lautaro, or or maybe with Mares on on midfield or something like that. I, no, I will always play Mares. I, I I got caught when I say I have a sentimental thing for Mares. Whenever I play him, I win money. So you know, I always want to play him. So the opposite <laughs> of Louise and Mares, I think. <laughs> or sorry, the opposite of Jack. The opposite of Jack and, and, yeah. and Mares. I'm oh, God. potentially. Awesome. I am always like in perpetuity giga tilted by Riyad Mahrez. But uh, <laughs> maybe if I just tail you, Louise, at least we'll oh, both have to yeah. suffer together. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I, I think... I'm. I'm with you. I like Lautaro seems the more mobile and the the potential, you know, beneficial beneficiary of Lukaku. You know, taking those balls down. Uh, but you know, I mean, Inter have decent um, dead ball uh, players, right? Like. Chakalonoglu and Di Marco, if he plays, I mean those guys are good. And you know, I feel Porto defense is quite weak. I think the team is inexperienced. So you know, you get an old dude like like Lukaku, and they can they can really uh, wreck havoc there. But you know, then just gonna be injured after twenty minutes like usual. But you know, <laughs> I mean, I I'm, I'm with you. I think if I mean Man City is gonna be more popular. Maybe Inter is more uh, for. Um, for GPP, for be contrarian, um, and you can obviously play Porto with with City. So I'm not sure. I mean, I think probably Hala Mar is going to be popular. Um, Lautaro Mares is probably going to be the most popular. So you know, if you want to deviate for that, get one of the Porto guys um, and then Haaland or get Lukaku Lautaro. So see what happens. So uh, I mean, you could play Medi Taremi for 8100, who is a very much overpriced the pay up to be contrarian spots of the slate uh him or andre silva i guess at 7700 yeah just ridiculous sometimes i mean i, I guess they just they just forgot to update the salaries and then just took the last lay on the champions league and do 10 percent up and down i guess I don't know. yeah they must not have been taken into yeah i don't know that's a it's bizarre pricing um you know go ahead if you want i'm not going to recommend it though um, yeah. Let's pivot down into midfield where we already had a lot of questions. So, you know, I was talking as if Phil Foden was starting and that might not happen. I was mistaken that he was projected in there. Um, but yeah, we'll have Jack Grealish. Will he take some set pieces? He seems to be playing 90 minutes lately and he's in really good form for 
Manchester City. I think we do expect that game to be an open game as well. Yeah. Um, Luis, I agree with you. Dominic Soboslai, he has not been too impressive lately in league. David Raum's been taking more set pieces as well, and he's yeah. too expensive in a game where Leipzig aren't going to be possessing the ball. So does that leave us with the best uh, play at midfield to be uh, Hakan Chelanoglu? I think so. So what else are we looking to do at the midfield position? Are we going to uh, spend up twice? Is that the plan? Or who, what other plays do we like in this area? Ryan, what do you think about the midfield position? Yeah. Um, Chalanoglu seems like a lock pretty much, right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, price-wise and, and slate-wise, he definitely listens Yeah, like take, you know, Inter at home as favorites in a good spot. He's... His game log looks pretty good. He's been shooting, yeah. crossing. He seems to play longer than he used to, at least at least recently. Um, Grealish, yeah, I mean, I, I would like Grealish in that, if that's the lineup. I mean, he's basically Kevin De Bruyne for, for 8,200. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, um, maybe not quite as good, but we know he's, he has a floor besides set pieces as well. Um, so yeah, I would, I would want to play Grealish. Um, I think for tournaments, I think Gundogan's a really good tournament play. Um, yeah, yeah, Gundogan specifically, I think recently he's been getting far forward and playing in a more attacking role and you just always see him showing up in the box. I mean, he's getting on the end of crosses. He's playing one twos with these guys. Um, so yeah, I think 5,900 for, for is a good play. Um, yeah, I don't know. Besides that, like, I don't know what's, I don't know who's going to line up on the right for Inter. I know we, we have, uh, Darmy in there, but it might be Denzel Dumfries for 5,200. I think he'd be a a good player to pair with uh, Lukaku or pair with Lataro. Um, or you can just play him by himself. I mean, he scores goals as well. Yeah. Goal depending uh, wing back. The goal depending yeah. wing back. <laughs> and, uh, and a yellow card machine, unless uh, that stopped after the World Cup. I was curious about Nico Barea's role. I've played him in GPPs before. Luis, do you think that he would be a good option? Um, how does he fit in tactically with Inter? Do you think he has GPP upside? He he definitely has upside. He's similar to to what uh, Ryan mentioned with Gondogan, which I agree totally. Gondogan is that guy that fills the space in the box between uh, Haaland and the midfielder. So he always catches some some rebounds there and some crosses there. So Barrell is a similar guy. So you know it's like a it's a guy that's gonna get to the box often, um, pretty much like a box to box midfielder with some upside. I felt his price was a little bit high. I don't remember now because I don't my computer destroyed crashed, but I think it was a little bit higher than I wanted. But I don't know what is the price now. Fifty seven hundred. Yeah. It's not bad though. Uh, I heard and also maybe Mikitarian plays. I mean no not a bad place. I w- I would think I mean to play Barella, why not give it a chance to Stachio or give it a chance to you know, the new Estoril guy, I forgot his name, Andre Ramos, I think. Um, so I will give it a chance to those guys over Barella, but Barella is a great GPP play, as you mentioned. It's the same with Dumfries, right? All those, if you're playing Inter a lot, I mean, put Barella in, and it's not a bad idea to for the salary, right? So yeah, yeah, I like Barella for tournaments. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm on board with that. Yeah, he 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 has goals in him. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like uh, Stacky. I mean, honestly, he he he's, he's like a Dolivera type, right? He seems to get there. Um, honestly, yeah, I do too. I think I think he's sneaky. I just don't know if people will necessarily play him. And yeah. you could see him on the winner of a GPP lineup with eleven or twelve points. It yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, this midfield position isn't particularly strong. We like Jack Grealish, but he's liable to score seven or eight points only if he doesn't get any sort of return. Chalanoglu could be subbed off at the 70th minute. He did sub on in league last week, so it seems like he's prepared to go you know, yeah. a, long, a long run out there. But um, I think that's a really good point, Ryan. You know, play a set-piece taker on a slate where the other, not many other yeah. people have to fail for him to be in the optimal, in the optimal Especially, line. Especially, yeah, imagine if you, know, you play him with... Lukaku or Lataro, and if one of them score early, I mean, you, Luis mentioned with Oliveira, you saw it all the time with Oliveira. You could see Eustachio end up with the most amount of floor points on the slate in certain situations, you know, in certain yeah. game scripts. Yeah. Um, is there anyone cheap that's playable? My impression is that um, it might be a little bit of a mistake if you're punting down and you have to play uh, Marcelo Brosevich or some of these other defensive midfielders. Yeah. Any of these guys have a pulse, though, that we could be interested in? Uh, Brosevich with us set pieces is just not viable. Yeah, Don't go there. I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean, again, we, we talk about the Porto guy. If you want to be cute, you know, play uh, Andre Ramos or one of those guys. Um. um of midfield, you know, under 4,000. But, <clears throat> I mean, Brozovic doesn't seem like a good idea. Rodri is always, you never, I mean, he always has the great fantasy points, but it's just, he can go either way. So I, I just rather go secure with, you know, Grealish and Chakanoglu, maybe get with Stachio or, or Octavio, whoever plays, right? And, and I think it's going to be Stachio most, most surely if we set pieces, but, you know. Not not too much space to get cute here for, for cash, I think. Just just go safe. Yeah, and if, if you need a punt, maybe use one of these Porto options who's also yeah. forward eligible, just because that has much more upside than uh, yeah. these other options. I think so, yeah. Well, why don't we move on to defender then? So in the cheat sheet, Federico DeMarco's list is midfielder, but he's defense eligible, and he splits set pieces with yeah. Chalinoglu. I mean, I find him almost unavoidable to play. If there's a lock button player on the slate, I don't want... Brian, we talked about this last week. We have a set-piece taker on a big favorite in a two-game slate. I'll just pay up for him, and I dare the field to punt. I think I can make up the salary elsewhere. Is this slate looking to be something like that? Yeah, I think it's that easy to the point where, you know, I was looking at DeMarco's game log, and you, you figure him you figure him for only 70, 75 minutes. But even with that, he's still a lock. I think it's just like, even if you told me that DeMarco is going to get subbed at 70 minutes, I think you'd still have to play him. Cause I mean, he's still going to get you 10 points and maybe an assist and maybe a goal. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I agree. Yeah. DeMarco is easy lock to me. Is a volume player. You know, as you say, he might not play 90, but you know, that usually means that Inter is winning fine. Um, also, I feel that you know, Drakin did uh, they have the old defense defense pricing, right? I think he's 5,600. You know, if you you see in a normal play, he probably hit 8,000, 7,000. So, you know, they um, they keep the old pricing when they have a ceiling for defenders. Um, so that's you know, I think he's underpriced. So, you know, you just play and forget. So, 
Yeah, I absolutely agree. So one defender spot is easy. Um, the second defender spots, perhaps not so easy. Uh, Rico Lewis, we joke, he seems to have a knack for racking up fouls, but 4,500 is a bit much to play to pay for a defensive midfielder, it seems. Um, some of these portal fullbacks are cheap. Wendell sometimes takes corners. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what do you want to do for your second defender position? Ryan, are yeah, we just I, gonna play like a center back and then? Uh... Yeah, so, so sorry. Um, I think you can play wh- whoever you want. Like none of the guys really stick out as priorities. I probably play a city. I was just gonna play a city guy. Maybe you play Nathan Aki at left back for thirty six. Maybe you play a Kanji for three k. He's the cheapest. I think that's fine. I also don't mind if you just absolutely need it. Just pay twenty six hundred for Pepe. Um, He'll get you a shot on goal, maybe a yeah. yellow card too. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't have like a priority for second defender. Did you? No, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think I'm I'm I'm, I'm leaning towards Joe Mario, just because he's on the other side of Lukaku, and also I I've seen that it, now that you say that Tony Martinez is injured, they might have to play him on the win. So you know, mm. not I mean. Very low risk. It's very, it's very underpriced. But if you need money, I mean, you can go play Pepe. I'm with you. I think second defender is don't give too much thought about it. It can be anyone. I, I just, you know, whoever you play might give you points or might not. It doesn't seem to be a clear cut. I mean, any of these guys can score from zero to four points. That's it. And maybe one of them gets to A because you have to attack, but you don't know which one is going to be. Um, Obviously, expecting a goal for Ake is not going to happen, or or Walker. So just rather play a, a city center back, or or you know whatever you can fit. I'm I'm with I'm with Ryan here. I'm just don't overthink it. Just just keep that spot open, and we'll fill your lineup, and then just click on the on the name you like that you can afford. So. Yeah, I guess my one question was maybe I can play Francesco Acerbi, you know, play him with Chalinoglu because at least that makes correlative sense. Uh, if he scores a goal on a set piece, you know, that yeah. very small outcome. But I was wondering, like, Vendel's only $400 more, and it feels good on DraftKings to play a fullback, even if yeah. they're an underdog. Does he get forward enough? Could I imagine three crosses, maybe a chance created for him? Is that within the range of outcomes, or is he going to be defending? No, he shouldn't be defending. It's just going to be, I mean... Is bringing, I don't know how to, they are not a good analogy. I mean, you see TAA today. I mean, they they didn't make it defend a lot. It just didn't work out. But, you know, he has to go forward. So, yeah. Um, I think so. So, yeah, Jack, I, w- I would like to play Wendell. And I was looking at Wendell. And, you know, we were talking about maybe I look too much into this stuff, but he just seems to get subbed early. I'm I'm looking I'm mm. trying to look right now. The last start he went 74, the one before he went 59. I just remember the last time we played him in the Champions League he got subbed early as well. Half he got subbed time, in yeah. the 63rd. He got subbed in the 63rd. We tried playing him when we thought he was going to take corners. I mean cuz they have Sanusi there who might even start. Um I, I I don't mind it, but it's like it's why I don't really like him. If I thought he could play 90, I would like him more. That's a that's a good point. Um, but I again, like again, you said though, sometimes I get myself into trouble like that, and then you show up in this the guy plays ninety, and you're like, man, what am I doing trying to predict minutes? <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> or, I mean, 75 might be enough sometimes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's true. You're right. Yeah. Game. Especially for, for that price. I mean, whatever it is, 3300 Yeah. I mean, Ryan, for me, what it works is I do this on my head. Like, all right, so Wendell is what it is, at 3500 right? Uh, 33 yeah. 33. So the cheapest guy you can get is Pepe at 2600 So you have 700 to get a goalkeeper, right? So I just do that. I do that trade-off. So do I want Wendell and Porto goalkeeper or or do I want Pepe and Ederson? I mean, I know it's not, it's not the same, but it's like, well, you know, I think Ederson might get 10 points. The, the defender, anything can happen. So that's what I try to do. I mean, I'm, most of the time I fail, but, you know, like, no, I hey, know what you're saying. Yeah, good point. Yeah, it's just no, that you know, win like, is worth five points, so it is worth chasing if you're talking about players with a one or two point four difference. Yeah, yeah, Courtois gave it five points today. It was awesome. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, just to mention him, I think Rom is a decent tournament play if nobody's gonna play him. I'm with you there. Not, just, if I, if I, I don't know what his ownership would be, I don't know. Maybe people play him too much, but I don't know. Maybe if people weren't gonna play him, I just there's upside for him splitting set pieces. And I know, I know it's city, but like just the defender position is so weak. I mean, there's certain slates where if he scored you 10 points, that'd be pretty good. Maybe he gets an assist. Yeah. The payoffs might be there if you play a David realm. And if, you know, Holland is going to be popular and people are going to be spending up at four of their main attacking spots. That's just going to be leveraged by construction right there if you're willing to pay David yeah, Brown. You know, maybe it's wishful thinking by me, but I can just, I can see, you know, City not being so dominant. I don't know. Is that just wishful thinking? They've, they've sort of struggled a little lately, and now they don't have KDB, and I don't know. It can happen, yeah. And, and Pedro is conservative on the, on the first match in Champions League. Uh, like, he, he tries not to lose the game. So, yeah, it can happen, so. I was just thinking about it because, you know, back to we were talking about, you were talking about forward, Luis, and going with Lukaku and the Inter guys are just two in, Inter forwards, Lukaku and Martinez. And I I can see scenarios where Haaland doesn't, you know, where Haaland doesn't get there. Even one goal from Haaland doesn't beat you. You know, he doesn't have a floor. I don't know. It just, maybe it's wishful thinking, but. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, David Rom gets an assist. You're going to need that, especially if all the other defenders are jockeying around three or four points or something like that. It's an interesting angle. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see how the starting 11s look. Rom might not even start. We might have Simicanner or Klosterman start. So I saw that they might be rotating the fullback. So maybe it's a moot point, but I think these are the things that you want to end up thinking about. So, uh, Luis, for goalkeeper, so uh, Aderson's your lock button guaranteed uh, win clean sheets based on your <laughs> earlier comments. <laughs> Uh, but I, I I like the Porto guy, but uh, if I'm playing Inter, I'll go. I'll try to go Ederson if I can. I just don't see. I mean, a Leipzig looks kind of weak, but I don't know. Manchester City scares me. You know, you never know what they do, and Ederson can give you minus three easily. So, or you know, yeah. like um, like a like three points, like a one shot on goal, and like win. So, he never gets know. any saves. Yeah, he can seize a goal and then just makes a few passes, and you see you have three points, and you pay it a yeah. lot for him. That's a that's a very tilting. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say like Ryan said yesterday. I'm gonna try. I'm expecting to talk about goalkeeper for a minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I kind of I I I'm 
I know Inter is favorite. I, I don't trust Onana. I never did. <laughs> he he seems like a wild guy. I I feel like I don't I don't want to play anyone, but I have to play someone. So I'm gonna play the Portugal because it's the cheapest one and they they have good defense and maybe I get some shots. But honestly, I mean, this is the worst goalkeeper of the worst of you know, which is something to say, right? <laughs> <laughs> truly impressive i mean yeah, yeah the, on yesterday what yeah yesterday we we were we were debating if you could even click kevin trapp's name and look what happened he was the highest scoring was, keeper on the slate to click yeah and he conceded two goals and he was still the the best keeper on the slate so i mean i you know just play whoever you want i mean i would like to spend up on this slate i would like to i would like onana or ederson all right I wish I trusted my gigabrain self and played a little bit more trap. Unfortunately, I was playing quite a bit of Ali Sohn there. But yeah, it's always viable on a two-game slate. I mean, it's, you know, none of the teams keep a clean sheet. You probably just want to be the person who spends the least amount. Um, I trust Onana in cash games. I mean, home keeper against a team not likely to score goals. Fingers crossed. Hopefully it works out. And it probably won't. That's just the nature of the game. Um, I think we basically covered all the positions and all the main plays. We've kind of hinted at some tournament strategies right here. I mean, maybe we can make some speculations. Do we think Holland is going to be particularly popular? One thing I was juggling with my mind is that people might be getting frustrated with Erling Holland. You know, early in the season, he was just scoring goals at will. And now he's blanked a few times in expensive spots for us. So do you think the field's going to react to that or the field is just going to see Erling Holland must click and move on? I think the field is, I think, people are getting frustrated. Like you said, I mean, I'm super frustrated. Um, but I think, I think most of the field will be like too scared not to click him still. So, I mean, I don't see how he's not popular on a two game slate. He's yeah, got to be the most popular. I don't know. I, that's what, that's what I think. I guess, I guess we'll see. I think Mar is going to be the most popular just because oh, yeah. of Kevin okay. De Bruyne. But, mm, uh, yeah. but I'm with you. I think, I, I mean, uh, I'm with you. I think the field want to click on Haaland, but that means making weird decisions elsewhere, right? Because if you go Haaland, Maris, Grealish, which is the guys you know, then what are you going to do? You're going to put two, the two city center backs and Brozovic. two guys. I guess you could, right? I mean, I haven't done the construction, but you know, if you go full city, uh, you're going to have to rely on some random guys from Porto to 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 make your lineup. So I don't know. I think that, um, I mean, playing Haaland is, is, is takes, it puts you in, in trouble. I think the salary is high. So, I mean, I'm going to say he's going to be popular, obviously, because he's, he's City. Um, but I mean, instead of like 40% on, maybe he's going to be on the 30s. Yeah, maybe. A tournament point of view I like is because when I did have to put Manchester City players in a lineup, I did have to resort to using Porto players. So maybe one thing that you can do is you can play Porto players intentionally when you're playing other Inter players. That has the in-game correlation as well. And even if the Porto players get used, they're probably with City players. So you get that double benefit if City if um, if City fail. Um, that's at least how I see it. And hey, if the guys are cheap and they score a goal at the end of the day, they're cheap and they yeah. score a goal for you. So there you go. Um, no, that's a good good point. I think I gave away uh, my uh, my GPP gold star plays right there. You know, maybe focusing on one of these Porto low owned guys. Uh, maybe we can conclude with uh, picking one of our guys that we like, uh, maybe under the radar player. Ryan, who's a sneaky play that you think you'll end up uh, relying on for tournaments in this slate? <laughs> um, 
I, I don't know if there is a sneaky play that I would. It's a two gamer, um, yeah. <laughs> oh. Or maybe a weird game script that you think could happen that's worth playing for. Yeah. Okay. You know, I guess I'll stick with. I'm trying to speak it into existence. City struggling. So, so you know, you might see me with some of the Leipzig keeper and then maybe the lineup might, maybe it has either Mares or Grealish just, just for the floor, but maybe that's my only city piece. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll try to get different. I'm not going to do that in like my main build. I don't know. Just it's tough to come up with a sneaky play for me on this slate. Some of the decisions seem yeah. pretty straightforward with who I want to play. You know, I like some of these midfielders like DeMarco like gonna like an inter forward so, so I mean it, it's tough um but in the main gpp i'll try to do different things like that in the main gpp i don't mind taking a chance on i mean you mentioned taremi that's probably not gonna be me but i don't mind andre silver or Sobosly. they're the same price i mean just taking a chance i don't know it's tough on these two game slates you know you got one team up against city and then the other team Porto with a total under one on the road in Italy. I mean, it's not great spots for these underdogs. You're definitely taking chances, you know, so to speak, gambling. Yeah, That's what we love to do. Yeah, I have nothing to say. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying Lukaku. I'm gonna I was gonna say if you put under seal, but you probably beat me. That's the only player I haven't mentioned. And he, might, he always beats me. <laughs> but you mentioned Andres Silva, so I mean, there's. I think there's no one else we haven't talked about. I, I mean, yeah. somebody from the bench, right? Like, hey, Adin Jeko, Adin Jeko. So I'll see your uh, Romelu Kaku and play Adin Jeko off the bench. Right. Well. <laughs> We've covered this for 50 minutes. There's going to be a lot that we're going to have to adjust to, and these 11s come out anyways. So, you know, feel free to take the do the Rotowire soccer trial. There's a link in the YouTube. And uh, come join us. You know, get all the cheat sheet information. It saves you so much time. And come chat with us in the Discord. I think it's a really fun place to hang out. Um, so, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. You know, let's just get back onto it. If you didn't do so well today, you can always do better tomorrow. That's the best thing about DFS. So good luck in those slates tomorrow. We hope to see you in the Discord, and we hope to see you later this week as we cover the Premier League. But good luck, everybody. Good luck, guys. Hey, sorry, guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.